What is up everyone? My name is Shreya Sarisa and I will be your host reader for today's narrative prompt which is Everyone thinks of changing the world but no one thinks of changing themselves. So let's get straight to it. Morning! Get ready for school! My dad yells as he barges into my room at 6.30 in the morning. On it, Dad, I reply, panting, as I wake up and swiftly try to put my clothes on while simultaneously eating breakfast in a desperate attempt to make it on time to the bus stop. I speed to the stop and notice others by it as well. This brought me to a relief. It meant that I made it on time. Not much later, the bus finally arrives and I decide to sit by my best friend, Danny. What's up, Jared? He says as he moves aside, freeing up space for me to sit. Nothing much, I unenergetically answered, knowing that the conversation was going to be generic. We talked about the new movie that aired not long ago as the bus arrives at the school and in the conversation. Danny and I have the same first period science class, so as usual, we pace ourselves to the lockers and then walk to situate ourselves in the classroom. Today, however, our science teacher invited an environmental researcher to lead a speech discussing climate change. I was intrigued by the topic and noticed that, the sp- that during the speech, the researcher referenced our town several times. I love my town, so hearing that it was prone to a possible disaster in the future got me self-aware. It was all that I could think about all day. I live in a more privileged part of town where I was oblivious to the town's problems, so learning that it was going towards a negative future got me worried. Later that day, I took the same route home by the bus and immediately got on the internet to investigate the topic more. After hours of gathering information, I decided it was only right for me to see firsthand and how these problems affected my community. Hence why, later that same night, I called Danny and told him that after school, we would take his car to drive to the affected parts of town. I also decided to bring with myself a camera to record the data and analyze it later. After the call, feeling exhausted, I decided to go to bed considering I was lucky to not have any homework that day. The next morning comes blooming and everything goes as planned. Danny and I eagerly wait for school to finish so that we can head out and do our own research. During school, we tell our science teacher about our intention to which he wishes the best for. School finally ends, and we rush to Danny's car, making sure we don't waste any time assuring the arrival back home before sunset. Based on the research I managed to rack in the day before, I tell Danny that we would have to go to the outskirts of town so that we could move away from the more civilized part and find changes that happened. Then he starts zooming through the streets and hits the freeway, where we unfortunately were forced to a complete halt by the unusual amount of traffic. There was a fallen truck up ahead which completely blocked the road and was catching fire. Several police cars and fire trucks surrounded the accident. We waited for a few minutes and after barely moving we decided it would take too long to get through the highway. So we took the nearest exit and proceeded on through the neighboring streets. About 30 minutes later, Danny and I come to our first destination. Here, we notice that several trees were cut down and burnt. 
We got off and took numerous pictures of the spot and noticed many signs of a once thriving environment. Without lingering around, we decided to move on. The next spot was closer to the water. We arrive and Danny decides, for some reason, to stay in the car while I went closer to the shore. It was rising and damaging the plants close to the shore, thereby hurting other wildlife as well. As I take out my camera, I hear Danny yelling, Come back! A rainstorm is coming! I couldn't quite hear what he said at the end, probably because of the immense distance between us at the time. Despite it, I quickly take a photo and rush back into the car. Danny tries to explain to me that there was a severe amount of rain that was coming our way. But all I could think about was the pictures. The pictures that I took showing that the town was once beautiful and thriving, but is now slowly dying from the outside in. Danny swerves the car into the returning freeway and starts speeding a few miles above the limit. I notice the truck still fallen on the other side and the police surrounding it as previously seen. Meanwhile, I thought about what I saw today. Why has no one done anything? I hummed to myself, digging myself deeper and deeper into my mind, censored to the sound around me. Yo, are you okay? Danny questions. Oh, um, I'm fine. Just drop me off at home, I hesitantly reply. Danny drives closer and drops me off at my house. Get back in fast. Don't get wet. Bye, Danny says as I open the doors. Will do. Thanks for the ride, bro. I sign off, Danny. I get back inside to see my dad watching the game today. Usually, I would watch it with him. However, today, I was more interested by what I saw. I got in my room, reached for my phone, and started irrationally posting meaningless threads with the pictures I took on social media. I hoped for someone to see them and act. I hoped for someone to bring change. Not much longer. Tired, I collapsed to bed and sleep. Days and weeks pass by and I receive no response other than several people online reposting what I sent. All they did was restate the problem. I understood that reposting the pictures brought attention by considering no one started to do anything about it to bring about difference made me slightly annoyed. This got me thinking as to how I could make sure change happened quickly. That's it, I exclaim. What if I be the changing fighter? What if I start the act? This uncommon productive instinct kicked in, motivating my lazy self to bring about the change required. I started writing down the possibilities. I had to take act and figured that starting an organization would be the most efficient. Therefore, the next day at school, I talked to my science teacher about the plan, to which he says, Starting a community club to educate people sounds amazing. His review brought in my confidence for the plan to work. The evening comes by quickly and I take the bus home again. Meanwhile, on the bus, I start organizing on a notebook as to how I would start the plan. I had to understand the morals myself. So for the next few days, I focused on the most environmentally friendly way to live life. I first started by recycling trash, 
using reusable bags and encouraged myself to use a bike to travel shorter distances. Then, I went to our local community service center and initiated a new club. The club needingly got its publicity, allowing for it to grow bigger. I figured that the best way to efficiently bring change is to educate the townspeople on the dangers of the situation. This was me weeks ago during that presentation. The plan worked. People started taking part in using less plastic, finding more eco-friendly ways of living their lives and planting trees. The organization got so big that even the town's government started taking part. It was perfect. People started doing their own part without relying on others to do it for them. The positivity prolonged for months on end. Changes were sure to be visible. So I figured I should go back to the spots when I first started the project. So I called up Danny one last time. Hey, want to see the future? I jokingly start the conversation. Haha, <laughs> sure, hop on, let's go, Danny states. Danny and I take the same routes to the first stop, except that this time we travel down the moving highway. We arrive and notice it's all green. Many people started planting and reforesting the place. It felt amazing to, the, to see the environment thriving again. And as before, I take pictures of the place again, except in a much happier tone. We decide to move on to the next scene where we notice safety measures taken by the government to prevent the rise of the water. Then he comes on the shore with me and lays down by the sand, pulling me down to fall as well. It better not rain this time, Danny stays, as he stares off into the sunset, laughing. I laugh with him, feeling proud of the actions I took. Danny gets up and says that he needs to be home before curfew, for which I agree and hop on in the car. We drive off into the visible stars, thanks to the better air quality that fine evening. That marks the end of the narrative. Hope you guys enjoyed the listen.